This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Stacey Tushel started her first business in her parents' backyard at the age of 18. She has since turned that small, tiny little business into a seven-figure business, not so tiny. She is also a number one international best-selling author of the book, Is Your Business Worth Saving? In her book, Stacey reveals proven strategies for pulling entrepreneurs out of a rut and launching them forward toward business success. Stacey is also the host of the top-rated podcast, She's Building Her Empire, with listeners in over 69 countries. Stacey is also a mom to two little girls, a four-year-old and a 17-month-old, so her hands are kind of full with multiple businesses and motherhood all on her plate. This was such a fun interview. I could relate to so many parts of Stacy's story and parts of her journey, especially as an entrepreneur. I could relate to her attitudes about daycare. And we had a really interesting conversation about daycare. So make sure you tune in for that. Kind of the shame that some people feel is around daycare that Stacy and I do not think is around daycare. So that was really fun to talk about that. In addition, it was just really interesting and inspiring to hear where she's come from, how she's built these businesses, the boundaries that she sets between her business life and her mom life so that she can spend as much time as possible with her two little girls while still being extremely successful and running a seven figure business. This is no small feat, but she has it kind of dialed in and she has a lot of amazing tips on how you can get started. If you are interested in working for yourself, how you can start following your passions on a little bit of a deeper level even though sometimes a little riskier and also just do work toward goals in a way that makes the most sense for you and for your family, but also can bring you joy and satisfaction. So listen in to hear Stacy's share how she built this seven figure business out of her parents' backyard what she did as a 21-year-old entrepreneur to connect with like-minded, successful people who are significantly older than her, but really helped her grow and push herself. Why investing in yourself or your business or career, even though risky is the wisest thing you can do. 
how to make a plan to start if you want to pursue a new goal or dream. And also, like I mentioned, why daycare is magic. So let's go ahead and dive in with Stacey Tushel. Stacey Tushel, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm excited to have you here today. Thanks, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. Yes. So you've done some really cool things in your life. I'm excited to hear about them. But before we dive into what you're currently doing and how you got here, tell us a little bit about your current personal and professional life, a little bit beyond your bio. Okay. Sounds good. So I am a mom of two. I have an almost four-year-old and then a 17-month-old, two little girls. You're in it. Yes. Oh, I am in it. Yes. To say the least, um, been married to my husband, Kent for over eight years now. And yeah, I've got a couple businesses. So I have a brick and mortar business still. I'm still running my performing arts academies. I have my online business. I do some real estate. I've got a couple commercial buildings, residential buildings, et cetera. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How do, you, how do you do all that with two small children? So I think for me, I have been doing all of this before I had the kids. So it was almost more like I needed to learn how to be a mom and fit that in because I had already been doing this for 10 years before I had children. Oh my gosh. You make such a good point. So before I had my son and a lot of our listeners have heard me talk about this, I would joyously work from like 7am to 8pm every night. And I yeah. loved my work because I was my own boss and I was very inspired by my work. And then when I had a child, I was like, how do you fit a child into this? Like I, and I thought the baby would just sleep all the time. And so I could yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. he'll just sleep and I'll work and it'll all be the same. And it's not at all the same, but that's exactly you, what I said. I'll just work when they're napping <laughs> totally. and they yeah. nap for nope. like 18 hours a day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree that as you add more things to your plate, your plate doesn't get bigger, but you figure out how to divide your time in more efficient and effective ways. Yeah. So you must absolutely. have really mastered that at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my strengths. I mean, I'm really getting better and better at it, but it wasn't something that came natural. I mean, I really had to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit today about how you got your start, because I know that a lot of our listeners are moms who in many cases are, you know, a primary focus in their life of, is motherhood, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But many of our moms maybe want to start a business or are looking to maybe pivot in business or take some risks or some leaps. And I think that motherhood often brings that about where we start thinking about like, what is my purpose? Am I really passionate about my life's work and those kinds of things. So you started your first business. I love this when you mm -hmm. were 18 in your parents' backyard. So tell us a little bit about that and then how you've evolved since then. Yeah. So I was in high school on the dance team. It was like my obsession. I mean, I couldn't even imagine like fathom it ending at the age of 18. So I decided when I was still going to school, so I was going to college getting a degree at the time it was probably for teaching, but I've since then got a marketing degree, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so things have kind of changed, but with that said, I decided, okay, I want to start a middle school dance team and I'm going to do this for free. I'm going to see if anybody wants to do this with me. I was the captain of my high school team. So I felt like I had some credibility there to get this started and people kind of knew who I was in that dance world. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. We're going to go in my parents' backyard because it was free. I thought they don't have a huge level of expectation, right? Mm -hmm. So that first year I had 17 kids join and within three years I had a hundred kids oh. still dancing in my parents' backyard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have a really big backyard? <laughs> They did. They did. But it was ruined. I mean, we live in Wisconsin, so we only have these really nice summers. And then their grass was just like destroyed. And then in the winter, we had one of our dancers get our, their church to donate space because they loved what we were doing for the community and they wanted to help out. So that was their contribution. So we would go inside in the cold months and then outside in the warm months. And we did that for three years. 
And then finally, year three, I'm 21, about to graduate from college, going, what am I really going to do with my life? And am I going to get a real job? How is this going to work? I then decided, okay, let's try to make this be a business. So I incorporated three years in, rented a space, like a rental property for us to call home. And it was just this one room where we could be, our dancers could have one studio specifically. And yeah, never looked back. So that has been, I think it's been 12 years already since we actually incorporated. So cool. Did it feel like you were kind of going from like a hobby to a career when you made that shift? Yeah. Or or were you already in the career mindset before you? So no, I kind of think because I was so young, I was so naive. I thought, (laughs) oh, this is going to be so easy. You know, this is just, I mean, of course. Right. And I'm almost grateful that I did it at that young age because I was not smart enough to know this is going to be hard. There are going to be tough times ahead. So I actually like that, but I did come from an entrepreneurial background. So not my parents, but my grandfather, he started an excavating company. So we dig basements for houses. So I grew up with a family that were, was entrepreneurs, but my parents really were employees in that business. I mean, I, I saw it happening. I knew what was going on, but the great thing was my parents were so supportive because it wasn't completely out of the norm for our family to do something like that. That's so interesting. And I think when you see that around you, like you said, it totally normalizes it. And so it makes it less scary and daunting. I know that for me, my parents were both like my mom was a teacher for 42 years and my dad worked for the state for 25 years until he retired. So the two of them had these like very different career paths than mine. And I thought forever that I would be a teacher because that just seemed like what everyone in my family did. And it was Mm -hmm. like secure and stable. But as I got into personal training, I thought, oh, maybe I want to like have my own business. And maybe I want to like, ultimately, it was like, I guess I need to have my own gym. And that felt very scary and daunting, because no one around me did that kind of a thing. Yeah. But I think it's different if your family is entrepreneurial, then it just seems like, oh, this is just what what we do. Yeah. And I would say yes, but then there's all these people around me going, are you sure you know what you're doing? Do you really think this is going to work a dance studio? I mean, there were definitely people questioning what was going on. So it's really, really important that you surround yourself with people like-minded entrepreneurs who are going to go, you can do this. This is not going to be as bad as they're saying, you know, like go for it. I love that. And let's talk about that for a minute. So did you, with the naysayers, did you have to go out of your way to find people and really like put yourself in a bubble of supportive people and kind of get rid of the naysayers so that you could be focused on moving forward and building? Yeah, definitely. At 21, that was my first time that I ever went to a live event, like a business conference. And ever since then, I had been hooked because I all of a sudden found people that got me, right? right. And it was a little different because I would go to these events. I'm in my twenties and really the people that I was becoming friends with were like in their forties and fifties. Right. (laughs) So I am connecting on people like me. (laughs) So I'm 100% connecting going, these are my friends. I really get this world and how this is working. So it was really weird because back home, the 20 year olds who are going to college were going, what are you doing? This is crazy. Go get a real job. You just spent four years getting a degree, use it on something. So yeah, it was really different. And I think now I have that special place in my heart for when I see these young kids come up in college and I'm like all there. I'm completely for you. Like you can do this. So it's kind of cool now that I'm a little bit older too. And I can see that side of it. Right. Right. I know I went to a fitness conference that was about building fitness businesses instead of just 
doing like learning new exercises. And I did that for the first time. I was like seven years into the profession at that time. It was like 2009, 2010. And I remember sitting there with tears in my eyes the whole time. Like I have found my people. Like Mm -hmm. I will make it. I will be like, you can actually make money doing this. You can change people's lives. Like it was so empowering. And it just completely opened my eyes to a whole different world of, like you said, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and kind of ignoring or pushing aside the people who doubt you or don't understand you completely. It's really, really powerful when that happens. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Yeah, absolutely. So important. Yeah. Tell us about the evolution from the dance world, which you're still involved in and performance arts, into what you do online now to help other women with business. Yeah. So it's funny because people always assume in my local community, they always assume that I'm still going to be dancing. Like that's going to be what I'm going to do forever. And then in the online space, everybody assumes that I've quit that job or I've (laughs) sold that business. Right. It's so funny. So here's the thing. I started this because I love dancing and it was something that was my passion in high school. Just like you may have played on the basketball team or you were a cheerleader. Are you still doing that now? You know, I mean, I always say that to people. It doesn't mean you're always going to want to actually be involved in that activity specifically. So for me, It just so happened that I fell in love with the business side so much that I was able to start stepping out of the studio and start working really on my business. And it's so cool because I still love the art of dance and I love that I'm doing something great for our community, but it's not like I have the passion anymore to specifically be in the classroom teaching, right? I've kind of outgrown that specifically. Just like a lot of dance teachers will eventually quit and they always say, get a real job, right? Get something Mm -hmm. during the day or, you know, so that's kind of the stage that I was in after my college years. But I 
love it. And now my oldest, who's four, is starting to take dance classes. So it's so cool. And so fun. You know, I have no interest in selling the business. People always think that I'm going to sell it, but I love it. And it's in my local community. I love what we're doing. I love the staff. I mean, I love everything about it. And it's self run. I don't need to be in it. I don't need to be working on it every day, all day. But that actually came with a challenge because I like to work. And all of a sudden, the business didn't need me. And that was a really tough thing for me to kind of go through and realize, where's my place here? What do I do? I've actually gone through that with my gym here in Seattle. It can be hard on the ego if you're not like careful where you're like, wait, like, don't, doesn't everyone want to see me all the time? (laughs) Right, right. Because you build this team up with systems in place so that they don't need you. And then one day all of that falls into place and it's working, right? Right. I always say we're a very well-oiled machine. And because of that, there's not a place for me in the operations in the actual physical studio. So a couple years ago, I really started to get like, I'm not going to say depressed, but I I felt like I was kind of like, what do I do now? You know, what do I do? I I need a challenge. I need something. I was getting really bored and I was getting a little bit unhappy with my situation of going, I need something to challenge me. So I paid like a ridiculous amount of money and I went to Darren Hardy's high performance forum. And it's this like very small intimate group of like 24 people. You pay like $10,000 for the weekend, but I was on a mission. I was going to like figure out what I was going to do there. And it's so funny because the fact that I did that, first of all, there's no guarantee you're going to have like this breakthrough, but I really did. And I decided that weekend I'm going to come on in the online space. I'm going to teach female entrepreneurs how to do what I just did because part of it now is teaching people how to run this self-run business so you can be with your kids and you don't have to feel guilty that you're not, you know, in your business while your business is making money and all of those things that tie with it. Right. And that makes so much sense. When you're first new in something, and I see this all the time with people who are entering new career paths, it's very exciting to be at the front line and to be in the middle of all of it and to be like the first person to respond to everything. Yeah. But that novelty wears off over a while. Mm-hmm. And you do start to evolve as you become more comfortable. You start to see like, okay, what else can I do? And where else can my time be best spent or my energy be best spent? And you can actually start seeing how you could serve more people if you have other people helping you. And I think that that was such a challenge for me. And I would challenge anyone who is in business for themselves to think about that is that I thought that everything needed to be about like me being a part of everything and me being the face of everything. But you do get to a point where if your mission is truly to serve and help as many people as possible and whatever your passion is, then the best thing you can do is find other people who do your job, who do the hands-on piece just as well as you, if not better. And then you can reach out and you can help people on a bigger level, which is really exciting. So and that's so cool that you did that conference with Darren. And another thing I would recommend to our listeners, when you're considering something like this, if you know you're going to go all in on something, investing in something that has a great reputation, not just something that you like are not sure of, but like if you're going to put 10 grand into it, make sure it's something with a yes. reputation. But investing in that way really holds your feet to the fire. I'm sure you felt like if you were going to put 10 grand in, that you had to really make it matter and make it count when you came out of that weekend. Yeah. And that's such a good point. So first of all, I already was referred to go there by somebody else. So I had already known of him really well. He's very credible. He used to be the publisher of success magazine. So yes. And I really truly believe when you invest in yourself and you take that leap, there was no way I wasn't going to get my money's worth of that event. Right. I mean, I was there, I was networking and I can tell you the amount of money that has come back from that event with relationships and Darren's coaching and everything else has been phenomenal. But yeah, I really truly believe that 
you need to take that step up and invest in your education and invest in you. I mean, my college education was really just, I mean, I kind of calculated over the years after my college degree, I've spent over $200,000 on coaches, mastermind groups, online courses, live events, you name it. I mean, that's been the last decade of my time, but it's been so worth it. I mean, I am learning so much and it comes back 10 times that. Right. And it keeps you really invest a lot in that kind of stuff as well. And it keeps you so inspired. And like, it's interesting when you have people in your life who are like, well, what are you going to do with that? And how are you going to keep building and growing and whatever? And you're like, oh my gosh, like there are so many ways. It comes to the point where it feels like there's limitless ways to grow and evolve and build a business if you surround yourself with the right kind of people. And when you're in it just by yourself and you don't have that feeling around you, that's really scary. So I really encourage people to like take those steps to find communities and find people who are working at a bit of a higher level than you so that you can see exactly what is possible because then the options feel limitless and that can be really, really exciting. Yeah. And that's a great point because let me tell you, there was a requirement to go to that event. You had to be grossing a certain amount of money per year. And I felt like I just made it in. So when I got there, I was so nervous. I mean, there were people that had billion dollar companies in the room. So it was really scary, but it was a good scary, right? It made me get out of my comfort zone. And that was a big thing for me to realize that I was playing it safe for quite a few years and I was in my comfort zone the whole time. So of course I wasn't growing. There was a lot of times where I felt like I almost plateaued before that moment. And now I'm constantly seeing, I've got to always be pushing myself to get in a room where I'm not the smartest person. Yes. And that it is so intimidating sometimes. And the more you do it, the less intimidating it is. But like you said, especially I've been in situations like that where you're like, I know that I had to meet these minimum requirements to get here. And I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm the person who met like the most minimal requirements yes. in the room. Yeah, no one else sure. in the room needs to know that. <laughs> right. And you don't want to play like that when you no. get there. I mean, you want to go all out too, because you really want them to look at you as a real, not competitor, but as a real player in the group that you can really contribute to. Yes. Well, and I think if you carry yourself that way, if you carry yourself yes. as if you're on equal playing ground, you start to become the person that you're kind of, that you feel like you're initially impersonating. You start mm-hmm. to become that person. So what are some pieces of advice that you have for moms? I know you work specifically with women who are looking to build businesses to six and seven figures, which is so exciting. Do you have specific pieces of advice for moms who are just starting out or considering a career change after having kids? Yeah. And for me, it's kind of getting out of that comfort zone and really having this big picture. So it just has to feel right for your family. So you might only be looking for something that is going to be, you know, a $50,000 per year income where you're providing, you're living the lifestyle that you want, but you also might go, but I want to do more than that. I want to give back and I want to have a great lifestyle and I want to take my kids to amazing schools and I want to go on great, like, you know, vacations, whatever that is. So there's all different spectrums of who you are and where you want to go in your business. And that's okay. So I would say, don't get up the hype of like, she has a seven figure business. So I need a seven figure business, right? Right. You need to figure out what's right for you. For me, a seven figure business isn't about the money. It's about the challenge. I know from owning a seven figure business that there is a lot of work that is, you know, takes it to maintain it and keep it running successful. And that's exciting to me because I love the challenge of getting better and better. So for me, it fits, right? But you might not like living the lifestyle that I live, right? You have to kind of see the backside of what's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. How do you think moms can take professional leaps that don't compromise the stability of their family? It's one thing to do some of these things before you have kids and like put all your money yes. online and everything. It's very different once you have kids. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And I can tell you with my second business, I started the online business with both children already here. So just to kind of give you background on that, I was in that stage of starting up a business with being a mom of two and very young. I mean, my littlest was, she was just born and I was like in the thick of launching this business. So it was a little crazy. Yes. I didn't realize how much harder two was than one before (laughs) I did that, but we made it work. But I would tell you that you have to be really clear on the amount of time you're willing to commit to it. Right. So maybe you're going to commit an hour a week to whatever this is that you want to build and whatever you commit, that's great, but just really stick to it and know that that's kind of what you and your family have made that negotiation on. Right. So I would definitely get your husband on board. I always hear my clients talk about how they feel guilty that they're working and they're supposed to be spending time with their family or doing this or doing that. If you come to an agreement as a family of, okay, mom's going to do this, at this time from this time. And it doesn't have to affect your kids. It could be while they're sleeping or, you know, while they're at school, whatever it is. But I would really get on board with dedicating a specific amount of time and make it be consistent, whether it's an hour a day or every Monday from this time to this time, get that consistency on your schedule. Right. Are your children in childcare? So that's a great question. I have to, well, I'll tell you my experience with this, but you tell me yours first. (laughs) Yeah. So my experience was, I agree with you. I thought I'll just work while they're napping. And I had this extreme guilt about sending them to daycare because I work from home. So why would I not take care of my children? Like that just seems crazy to me. So I fought that feeling for 18 months. And then at 18 months, I was about ready to explode because I can't run a million dollar business and be a full-time mom. Like that is not possible. I was going crazy. So I decided to take my oldest to childcare one day a week. And it was like the most amazing Monday ever because I could get back to work for eight hours straight. And it was crazy. So I did that for a little while. And then I'm like, I'm going to be crazy and up it to two days. And now I take them three days a week, but I really, really did struggle. And when I launched my business, my online business, and my little one was born, my oldest had this, I'm not going to go into detail, but she had a crazy surgery and she had to be in a full body cast for three months. Oh my gosh. So my little one did not go to daycare for the first six months of her life while I was launching my second business while still running the first business. And we just moved into a new home at the same time. So life was crazier than you can imagine. So my point is you can still be with your kids, but at the same time, you can't think you're going to be a full-time stay-at-home mom and run this crazy successful business. You've got to really make sure you're focused. So for me, Tuesdays and Thursdays are a day where my husband will watch them part of the day. And then the rest of the day I'm with them. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday during the day, I'm 100% focused on my business during the day. Okay. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I had built my gym in Seattle to the point that I did not need to be there at all. Once I had my son, which I was like, Oh, this is perfect. Like this is exactly what I planned. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I don't enjoy spending all the time with my child. (laughs) (laughs) They need time to play too. It's not just for us. It's for both of us. Yes. So we started out with a nanny in our house, which worked really well for a while. And she was really great, but it kind of just evolved. Like my work was interrupted because my child needed me a lot. So every time I'd have to like walk through the kitchen to go to the bathroom, he would want to see me. And when he was two, I finally put him in part-time childcare in a preschool program. And I had the house to myself to work. And I was Mm -hmm. like, 
why didn't I do this like the day he was born? <laughs> Not that I don't love and adore him, but it was just the most amazing thing that I didn't even know I was looking for. And right. so he went from three days a week and then the next year he went four days a week. And this year I was like, we're going all in. We're going five yeah. days a week. <laughs> and you know what? I always say to people, you've got to get over the guilt and you've got to do what feels right for you. And that's just what it needs to be. But you know, it's funny because I actually did an in-home nanny as well in the beginning too. I forgot about that. And at the same problem, I would get on a call. My little one would hear my voice. Yeah. and go freaking out at the door, pounding on it to get me. So we are like, okay, this is not going to work. And we had to switch to an in-home daycare. Yeah. It makes a big difference. And also I think I felt like it really helped me have like clear work hours so that I was like, okay, he's in school. I am in my office. I really try to not do it. You know, I think my husband sometimes is like, thinking you didn't have time to like clean the house or anything while the yeah. kids are at school. But I'm like, no, like I am at, and not that he says that at all, because, yes, he, yes. but I know that when he's at school, like that is very serious, dedicated work time. But then yeah. when I'm done, when I go to pick him up, then I'm like, you know, I'll be on my phone maybe here and there on social media a little bit in the evening. But for the most part from like, you know, five thirty to 8 PM, I'm 100% with him versus trying to like, I remember before he was in school, I'd be running back and forth, like I'll run to the computer, do this email, and then I'll run over here and play this thing. And then I'll do that. And it was like so disjointed and overwhelming constantly. <laughs> yeah, no, I went 100% agree with you. Same page for sure. So tell us a little bit, you work with business owners or do you work primarily with women? Or I do. Women? So exclusively now in the beginning, I didn't come out and say it. Everything felt very feminine and 90% of my people were women. I would probably say 99%. And then I finally decided, okay, I'm rebranding. I want this to be like a completely 100% women entrepreneurs and kind of build this community. So that was really intentional when I picked the name, I wanted it to be something. So she's building her empire. I still will get men trying to get in my Facebook group, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> However, I feel better about it that I'm going, this is who I want to work with. This is right. who I enjoy working with the most. Right. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners 
on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. And it's nice to have boundaries around that. And the great thing about your business is it's your business. You get to choose. Right, right. Definitely. (laughs) With your business, you have a podcast. Tell us about the podcast and how that got started and what you and you recently rebranded the podcast. So tell us about that. Yeah. So it started already January of 2016. I came out and I started doing three podcast episodes a week. So already a year in, we're at like, I'm trying to think, I just recorded today like 160, but I think I'm a little bit further out because we pre-record obviously and then and send them out. So yeah, so we've done a lot. It was called Business Rescue Roadmap. And my book is called, Is Your Business Worth Saving? And now I'm looking back going, well, duh, of course the people that I'm getting are not completely positive. They want to be continuing and they're not sure if this is for them. And that's not who I ideally wanted to work with. I wanted to work with people who were super passionate and were going, I want to do this and I'm not going to stop until I get it, you know, where I want it to go. So I wanted to figure out a name that reflected and attracted, you know, those people specifically. So somebody had shared the word empire with me and said, I feel like this could be a good word for you. And then we slowly built it up and we figured out she's building her empire was still open, the domain name. So I grabbed it immediately and then (laughs) everything changed. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. And you make such a great point about Whenever we start out in business, I think this probably happens with everyone, but you start kind of in one direction and you're getting your footing and you're like, yes, this is interesting and it's fun and it's exciting. But I feel like there's almost always some sort of shift or pivot where you're like, actually, this is where I really want to go. But you kind of don't know that until you're already on your path a little bit. 100% because you don't find out the answer until you're already in the thick of it. So you have to kind of change, evolve and tweak, right? Right. You've got to pivot. Right. I hired a podcast coach to help me get my show set up for launch. And he had me fill out these great packets of information, kind of putting together, like, what do I want to talk about? Who's my target audience? Like all these things, which were really helpful. But it, it was like too abstract for me at that time. I knew that I wanted to talk to moms. I knew kind of what I wanted to talk about. But I definitely had this sense that like, I have to just start doing it. And then I'll get a sense of the direction I want to go with it. So initially it was like, I'm just going to talk about some things that I hear moms talking about and see how that goes. And then from there, I can build upon that and find a little more direction and more specific purpose with it. Right. Absolutely. But it's a part of the process. You just got to get started. Yeah. And I think that that's the take home tip for anyone is just getting started in any direction. And I would say like, even if you're thinking like, oh, I want to go back to school or I want to go up for a promotion, there's so much learning and like that happens in the exploration that a lot of times you find your answers as you're maneuvering through that. And as you're navigating all that, it's, I think it's infrequent that you would just have all the answers at your fingertips before you decide what you're going to (laughs) do. Absolutely. How has being a mom helped you evolve as a businesswoman? It's helped me really, I would say, because I separate the two. I mean, when I'm mom, I'm really trying to be mom. I'm trying to shut off the computer, not jump on my phone or Facebook or anything like that. So I think it's helped me really get back to, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, like not me time. Cause I'm with my kids, but having time where I can shut off the business because right. before them, I was 100% business all the time. I mean, I worked like crazy hours and I loved it so much. It was almost like 
they kind of filled that missing gap because now I want to hang out with them so much, you know, so that has helped me a lot. Right. Tell us about work-life balance. I think you might have some opinions on it. Yes. So <laughs> with work-life balance, you know, I go back and forth. There's definitely times where I'm in that hustle stage and we just know it's going to be a launch coming up. Life is going to get a little crazy. But then I think that balance comes back in when, you know, when it's over and you've taken time to reward yourself and do something amazing and go spend time with your family. And there's got to be that kind of going back and forth, right? It's never looking balanced my entire time. I can't tell you that every day is this well balanced day. Like there's some days when things go crazy, but I think it's just you, everybody has seasons and stages in their life. And you just have to make sure that you're getting back to normal after, you know, one of those crazy stages. Yes. I love the concept of seasons. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Lewis Howes? Yes. He talks a lot about seasons in business. Yeah. And I think it makes so much sense. Like sometimes you're like all in around the clock and other times you can just like chill out a little bit and shut it down for a while and, you know, right. and have more free time and more time to focus on family. So I think that makes so much sense. Yeah. Tell us about the ways that you are a shameless mom. Hmm. I would say because there's a lot of opinions around the working mom and having a business and all of that and how much time should we be spending? So for me, I feel like I just put all of that to the side and I do what feels right for me. And I unapologetically, you know, have this schedule. Somebody actually said to me, I'm so like shocked that you told people on air that you send your kids to daycare. Like I would never think to say that because I think people would get so upset by that. So I feel like I shamelessly unapologetically share that information because it's a good fit for my family. Oh my gosh, that's such interesting feedback. And yes. thank you for sharing that, that your kids are in daycare. That's actually one of my earliest episodes was about why I put my son in daycare. But so interesting that I think it speaks to like the expectations of women that some people mm -hmm. might think that's something that we should hide. Right, absolutely. Because would it ever occur to a man to, like would that even ever be a topic of conversation? That like, right. Maybe you Not shouldn't tell people that your kids are in daycare. Maybe I that know, should be I a know. family secret. I know. And it's somebody that came from like the network marketing space. And she said, that's just in the network marketing world. We are all stay at home moms. And we really, you know, a lot of us don't do that. So it was so funny because I was completely caught off guard. I never even thought anything of it. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, this is what we do. So it just, it has to work for your family. If you can work from home with the children, great. That's absolutely wonderful, but that has to work for you and you have to feel good about it. Right. I've been to a handful of fitness events that are mostly put on by men that are about business building. And one of the common themes and shared philosophies is that if you build a good enough business, then your wives can stay home and be with the kids and your children never have to see the inside of a daycare center. And this is like an exact quote that I've heard multiple right. times. And from the first time I had it, well before I had a child, I found it like so slimy and offensive because that's great if you can afford that, but that might not be your dream, even if you can afford that. And it's so bothersome to me that there might be shame in having children in daycare. So I know it's crazy. It's one of the things that I've been like eager to talk about when it <laughs> comes to business building and being a mom. Right, right. Talk about daycare all day long. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell me about the legacy that you're building and how does being shameless play into your legacy? So for me, you know, I've got so many different things going on and I want to build this empire up, but at the same time, I want to make sure when I think of legacy, I think of my children and, and what I'm leaving for them too. But I really want to make sure that it's for me and it can be for them if they want it, right? I don't ever want, I think in the dance studio world, when somebody runs the studio and they have a female daughter or they have a daughter, right? 
people just assume they're going to take it over. But I don't want my children to take over anything that I have unless they really want to. And I want them to earn it. I want them to, you know, work in these businesses and find their place and really want to be doing it. Because I think if anything is just given to them, they're not going to respect the hard work that it's taken to get us where we are today. So I think that's a big thing too, is even though we have this amazing lifestyle, I don't want to make it easy for them either. I want them to really work for it and see how that plays into all of this. Right. I have a client who is working in her family business right now and not very passionate about it. It's her yeah. parents' business that she stands right. to inherit and I think is expected to take over. Right. And she's like, how do I not do that? Like, how do I get right. out of it? So you make a really good point that you definitely, yeah. you want it to be your child's passion if they are going to take over a family business, but you yep. also want them to know like the ins and the outs and like, yeah, and have to go kind of work through the stages that you work through in terms of like starting at, you know, a basic entry level position, working your way up and figuring it out. Yeah. And one of my big goals, I think too, is I want this life to look so amazing to them that they go, why would I not want to do that? Like that looks so cool and it looks so fun and she's loving her life and we have this great lifestyle. So I want them to be like watching from the outside and want it for themselves. However, you know, my exit strategy it doesn't necessarily include passing it down to them unless they want it. You know, I mean, it might be selling it outside of the family because I would hate, like you said, I've grown up in a family business too. And I've seen people in the family business not really love doing what they're doing. And I don't want that to happen either. Right. Well, I think if you're thinking that you want to build it into something that they would like have this burning desire to take over, yeah. that also keeps you really accountable to continue to build something that you truly love and are passionate about. Right. If, absolutely. So I think that's really key as well. I love that. So we're going to do our lightning round in just a minute, but okay. first tell us where can we find you? The best place is, and it's really just, she's building her empire. So whether it's the podcast, we have a Facebook group, our website, but you can find us anywhere using that phrase. And the Facebook group is a really great place to connect to. And that's she's building her empire.club. That'll take you right in there to that group. Okay, nice. I will put a link directly to that. I actually joined right. your group yesterday. Oh, great. <laughs> so I'll make a note. Of it's that. a great group. There's almost a thousand women in there right now. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Okay. So our shameless mommy minute, let's go. Red okay. wine or white wine? Mm, both, but I would prefer white. I would think sweet, okay. very, very sweet. Oh, wine. really? Oh, yes. So the opposite, <laughs> <laughs> like dry, dry, dry. No, I'm like Moscato, Riesling, anything oh. sweet. Oh my God. So that's so funny. <laughs> Tell me the current book that you're reading or the last one you read. The Power of Habit. I can't think of who it's by though. It's on my Audible okay. right now. I will find that for people and put it okay. in the show notes. Thanks. And what is your favorite non-work related thing to do with time to yourself? Oh, just going for a walk outside when it's nice out because I'm in Wisconsin. So it's got to be warm out. <laughs> yes, you're limited, I'm sure. I'm in yes. Seattle. It's the same. It's okay. not as cold, but we definitely, it's yeah. not always nice enough to walk. What is one morning ritual you cannot live without? I love waking up early before everybody else so I can listen to podcast or, you know, listen to an online course that I've recently purchased. So just having that alone time. Do you generally get up before your kids? Yes. I will set my alarm on purpose. And if they wake up before my alarm, I'm like, Oh, I missed the opportunity. Yes. Like I need that alone time. That is like one of my biggest recommendations is that people get up, even yeah. if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, get up before the kids. Even 10 minutes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Who is your biggest inspiration? Hmm. This is a good one. I really do like Tony Robbins. I mean, I love what he's doing, what he stands for the huge empire he has built. I mean, he's so incredible. It's, it's massive. If you could give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? 
to throw away that guilt to really be who you are and do what you want to do when you want to do it and not have to feel guilty about it. I love it. Throw away the guilt. (laughs) Perfect. Mm -hmm. Stacey, thank you so much for spending time with us today on the Shameless Mom Academy. I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll come back and join us again another time. Yes, I would love to, Sarah. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, if this episode was helpful, please do share it. You can find all show notes and links to everything mentioned in the show if you go to shamelessmom.com and click on episode 96. So you can also find links there to share on social media channels. You can go straight to our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy. You can share from those platforms as well, but get the word out, spread the word of the Shameless Mom Academy so that you can inspire other moms to do the amazing things that Stacy and I hopefully inspired you to do today. As always, we will be back on Monday with a new episode. So if this is your first time listening, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe so that you have immediate access to new episodes by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into iTunes where you'll see a little button to subscribe. And then in addition to that, while you happen to be there, you can write a review for us. So if you love the show, please do leave a review. Let me know what you thought. You can reference this episode in particular if you want to, but I do read all the reviews. They really light my fire and keep me excited and inspired to bring you guys new, fun, exciting, inspirational content every week. So thank you for spending time today with me in the Shameless Mom Academy. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist Dr. Katayun Kayeni, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.